Hi, welcome to the Retrospects Podcast, um, a place where we can all talk about the things that made us happy when we were children, and that was probably the last place that we were ever happy. Truly. Oh. Sorry. <laughs> I got dark real fast. Real quick. <laughs> Sorry. Hi, I'm Brienne. And I'm Erica. Thank you for joining us today. I apologize, but you know, things are getting to me right now. I think we're all collectively feeling it. Yeah? Um, a hundred percent. Sometimes I'm not even sure how I open my eyes in the morning anymore. (laughs) Yes. So we're just looking at the pop culture that made us through the rose-colored glasses of yesteryear. And it's wonderful. (laughs) It's glorious. (laughs) I'm sad. (laughs) Oh, my Lanta. Okay, it's... It's fine. It's fine. Um, so <laughs> Everything's fine. It's like that meme where the, with the fire. Everything's fine. Everything's, Everything's fine. fine. It's okay. It's just a dumpster fire. Um, which was uh, yet another one of the names that I had chosen for this podcast. was some of the yes. dumpster fire dopamine. Because we're living in a dumpster fire. And we need all the dopamine we can get. Okay. Uh, so, Erica, thank you so much. I'm glad that you are feeling better. Erica was not doing so well this past week. No, guys. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm honestly, this week, I'm not as prepared as I normally am. I'll be basically just kind of like taking my cues from Brie over here because I'm just getting over the Rona. Ugh. And, you know, you know how it is. The one-two punch, I was I was down for the count. So, yes. But I'm here. I'm here and I'm ready. I'm ready to go. Yeah, it'll be great. So for the first, for this, for this episode, there's a couple things that I want to go over that I'd like to clarify from the last one, because I thought that was, I thought a couple things were interesting because I did find out that there was like a Nickelodeon documentary almost on YouTube, not on YouTube, on Hulu, and it's called The Orange Years, and I'm sure you could totally look it up and find it if you have Hulu, or heck, probably anywhere. You could probably find it streaming somewhere. But uh, essentially, it was just kind of like the going through like the golden years of Nickelodeon back in the 90s. So I did get a lot of information from that um, when we were talking about the stuff that we're going to talk about today and uh, the next couple episodes. It was very, very interesting. Um, But I did want to say that there was... um, When we were talking about Pinwheel being on that Cube show... Or that Cube Network, it was Q-U-B-E. So that I think it was, yeah, pronounced Cube. It was supposed to be like an interactive TV thing. That was, that sounded like so cool to me. Like I hadn't, I I didn't even know that was a thing back in the day. Where it was supposed to be, if you had it, you could vote on like the character's journey. It was kind of like a choose your own adventure book, but TV. Um, And that's essentially what it was supposed to be, which was, seemed really cool. Uh, can that be a thing now in the 21st? I was going to say, I, we ha- and we have the capability to do that because all you got to do is send a text message. We have? <laughs> What's that one from, Qu- that line from Quantum Leap? Or no, the Million Dollar Man, the, we can rebuild him. We have the technology. I don't know. That's what I, that's where my brain went. <laughs> ah, see? Okay. Also, I did not realize how much slime there was on you can't do that on television. When I watched the documentary, that was that was 
yes, I, I think we had established it was the birthplace of where the slime yes. took place, but I had no idea how prominent it was. And then I think just Double Dare just kind of took it and ran with it. The other thing I did want to say about that with uh, You Can't Do That on Television, Bill Prady, I need to clarify, Bill Prady wasn't on the show. He wrote for the show. In the, he was in his early 20s. It's like, it was probably like one of his first writing gigs for TV. So for this week, what I wanted to talk about was just the four first live action scripted Nickelodeon shows that kind of started to put Nickelodeon, like, on the map. The first show that we'll talk about is Hey Dude. Hey Dude was wonderful, and it was fun. It came out in, like, 1989, so this was, like, the it was the first scripted Nickelodeon show. Because, obviously, Double Dare was, like, the first show show. Um, so, essentially, with Hey Dude, it was... Like, the catchiest theme song. You know, hey, dude. <laughs> that one was always a good one. I Was there any particular character that you remember in that show? Oh, my gosh. Um, you know, I wish I could say yes. But I almost remember... Hey, Hey Dude's one of those, like, fever dream shows for me, if that makes sense, where I remember bits and pieces of the show itself, but if I were to tell you who was on it, or any, like, from my knowledge now, but if I sat down and started watching it, I'd be like, yes, I know this, I know. but it's one of those things where it's like, I'll remember stuff from it, and I'm like, wait, and then I type it in, I'm like, oh, that really did happen, that, that, so, to be honest, I don't, I don't even remember, especially, too, because I feel, for me anyway, I mean, I know Hey Dude was on for a while, but I remember more so that being a show like my brother watched, especially around the time when it first came out, because, I mean, I was still super young. I mean, yeah. 89, I was, I, I was a wee, I was a wee baby. A no. wee one. We, we were. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But, like, I, I remember it, I remember the theme song, but I don't. I haven't watched it in so long that I would have to sit there, which now I'm going to have to. I'm going to, like, put this on my list of, like, things I need to refresh my memory about. Yeah, there's tons of – I think uh, you can find this one streaming. It might be on Paramount+, Plus, but I think it's on Amazon Prime. And I think it was actually one of the shorter shows. I think it only lasted a couple of years because it was such a – it was filmed on location. It was filmed in – Arizona. Essentially, this show was about a group of kids that were working on this ranch, this dude ranch, and this city slicker kind of dude named Mr. Ernst came in and bought the property, and it's just about, like, him working there as well. He's kind of like the... all. There's a theme with all of these Nickelodeon shows where all... You're giving me more flashbacks, by the way. Sorry to interrupt. Every time you say it, I'm sitting here and I'm like, wait, isn't there this episode when... So just keep keep it coming. You're jogging the memory. <laughs> well, yes, with Mr. Mr. Ernst was the quirky the quirky owner. And I found that like in all the TV shows that we're, that we're talking about today, all of the adults were like the weird ones. Always. Always, always which weird. Makes, which makes perfect sense. 
because as a kid looking up at, at the adults, like you never understood their reasoning or logic behind it, behind anything that they said or anything that they did. And so it was just kind of like, and it was always, the show was for kids. So you just wanted them to relate to the kids on the screen rather than the adults. The ranch that was in, I'm going to butcher this name and I'm really sorry. It's the Tanque Verde Ranch. T-A-N. That looks looks right to me. I'm reading it right now. Yes. T-A-N-Q-U-E Verde, which would mean, I know that means green because I took Spanish in high school. (laughs) It does mean green. You are right. Good job. I don't know what the other word means, but I'm sure our listeners will let us know. Anyway. Yes, please do actually. Yes, please. Actually do tell us what it means. And essentially the show was just like a fun show to watch the the target audience for this particular show was were kids like eight to ten it wasn't necessarily a about the or targeted towards the kids that were in the show when you're eight nine years old you don't want to you want to see what like the cool kids are doing so exactly so essentially what they were trying to do was get the target audience of like those eight to nine ten year olds to see what like what they were into. Those tweens. Those little tweens. Sweet babies. Baby tweens. Now, I will say, <laughs> the interesting thing about this show, I remember being a kid and watching it, and I remember it being kind of boring whenever I was younger, just because I didn't understand all that was going on. But, like, the right. the, the specific, like, there were such f- fun episodes, too, where it was just, like, the you know, the typical boys against girls that was yes, like I remember yes, I remember such that a running theme. And yes. I remember always thinking that Ted was a douche. Obviously I didn't think those specific words, but I was like, well, he's kind of a jerk. And I always thought Danny was nice. Danny was the only person of color, I think, on that show. And he was supposed to be a member of the Hopi Nation, but he but they cast he's Hispanic. And so yeah. Sounds like what they did in the 90s. Yeah, it, it's yeah step in the right direction, but missed the mark for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Sounds, sounds about right. <laughs> but uh, fun fact, uh, no one's heard from the guy that played Danny for a very, very long time. I think he probably is just like, I'm sure he's fine and everything. He's just like, I don't want to be in this anymore. I just don't want to do it, which is totally fine. They did... A HuffPost reunion, actually, just a few years ago, and I think you can find some of that information. Currently, currently looking at it right now. Oh, there you go. See, <laughs> um, so that one was that one was a that one was a good show. I I think if we rate it like through the lens of childhood, if I was eight, nine, ten years old, sitting back watching that, I think as a kid. I would say it was probably maybe like for me specifically, I would probably rate it like a six, but you know, it got the ball rolling for them. So. Right. Um, oh, fun fact. Ooh, it's something I do know, do know. And it just came to my mind. See, I knew, I knew something about Hey Dude. Christine Taylor yeah. was in Hey Dude. Christine Taylor. She was a. Who was married to Ben St- Well, who is on and off married to Ben Stiller. Cause they've had like an on and off marriage. Do they yes. really? I didn't know that. I knew that he, she, they were married, but I didn't know that they were like on and off. 
they just well, they've been on and off because I guess like they've they they like split up for a while, but then they got back together, and then they like kind of split up, but then I guess they were just kind of like we can't live without each other. I gotcha because because they've been together for so long. Yeah, yeah, that I get that. Uh, I mean, there's a couple. There's a couple people from Hey Dude that have done other things. I think the guy that plays Ted, um, David Lasher. I think he's gone on to do, to do some kind of acting stuff as well. And yeah, I mean, something from these shows. A lot of people either just quit the entertainment industry altogether, or kind of went on to do like smaller bits and acting parts and some voiceover work and that kind of thing. Which is, you know, more power to them. That's great. Right. Live your life. But uh, yeah, so there's tons of information out there for like there's reunions and all that fun stuff. That you a few different articles I saw. E! Online had an article about the reunion. CNN had an article about the reunion. So it must be like, I'm sure it was it's a, been pretty long. It was a deal. It was happened. It was a thing. Um, the other, the next show that I actually wanted to start talking about was Salute Your Shorts. It w- which was like the next show to come in. And that yes. show was so fun. That one was definitely, I feel like out of all the shows we'll talk about today, I feel like Salute Your Shor- Shorts was probably one of the biggest ones. Here's here's my thing, guys. We're going to be putting up some some polls in our Instagram. And I want you all to interact with them because I want to know. I, I would really love to do some kind of like a March Madness bracket of like the greatest 90s Nickelodeon show and of the live action shows, Salute Your Shorts, Hey Dude, Pete, The Adventures of Pete and Pete, and Clarissa Explains It All. Those ones will be on there. So keep an eye out for that because I think that will be a really fun interactive thing and we'll share all results and all that fun stuff. So here's a question for you. Yes. You can you sing the theme song without having to look it up, or even just part of it? I, I of course I know that can't thought of water. We hold you in yes. our hearts, and when we think about you, it makes us want to part. It's when we part. <laughs> exactly. That part I remember well. <laughs> it is the only theme song to have the word fart in it, <laughs> which is amazing, and especially for I mean any kid. It was just like, fart? Yes, we love the word fart. Kids are just going to laugh at it forever. Ask my children who ask um, Alexa to constantly fart, which she can do. (laughs) Does she really? And she will take requests on what kind of fart you want her to do. She'll be like, would you like a, she's like, if you'd like a wet fart, say, wet fart. Are you kidding me? And the kids will sit there and she'll be like, oh, if you'd like a squeaky fart, say squeaky fart. (laughs) So if you guys didn't know that, you can tell Alexa to We're fart. living in the future. <laughs> <laughs> How about this? So it only lasted two seasons, believe it or not, but it ran, like, it was on the air on Nickelodeon for so long. I was going to say, like, they had repeats constantly. Yeah, they were always showing them. I mean, that one was, it lasted two seasons. It was, they were like 13 episodes each. So there's only 26 episodes. And I think this one is... Um, on Paramount Plus, so you can look it up on Paramount Plus. I don't know if it's anywhere else, but I think you can find some clips on YouTube here and there. Um, did you have a specific character that you liked from this one? Oh my god, I can't even think of his name. And I, 
I'm trying to think of a way to describe him without donkey lips. Yes, <laughs> I just I just loved him. I was like, you know how I'm trying to think of how to describe him. Yeah. and I'm like, well, I just I don't know. I just a I loved the name. Yeah. like I felt like I just I liked everybody in the show because I feel personally that everybody had their part in it. Yeah. But there was something about him and like me as a kid that I just like loved about him. I don't yeah, know. He was what just he was. the lovable doof. He was. That's that's what it is. He was the lovable doof, and and I'm a doof, so maybe like I could relate. I was like, hey man. <laughs> One of the things that I loved about this particular show was like the boys in particular. They all had, they went by their nicknames on the yes. show. They didn't really have first names. I think. I mean, like, there was, like, Michael. Michael had had one. Michael and Ronnie. Ronnie kind of replaced Michael in the second season. But essentially, like, all the boys, like, Budnick, Donkey Lips, Sponge. Sponge was one. He was, like, the smart one. Yeah. (laughs) So that was fun. And then, again, here we did have, like, the one person of color on the show, um, Telly. And... Yeah, so that was kind of, again, slightly progressive in the early 90s, I suppose. But, like... They're, get, they're getting there. They're getting there. Um, and, yeah, I mean, it's. I think in this sense, it was just totally relatable in the sense that in the 90s, you probably had both parents working. And if you weren't in school, what were you doing? Like, where were you? You know, like you were probably, you had, you probably went to summer camp a couple times. You probably met a couple crazy people, got into some shenanigans and all that fun stuff. Um, Did you go to summer camp? That's a good question, Bray. Have you ever been to summer camp? Not like Anawana, but. Not like, not like Anawana. No. <laughs> Which sounds an awful lot like I don't wanna. <laughs> I know. <laughs> camp, I don't wanna. <laughs> I went to church camp. You're not alone in that because I I have been to Bible camp and I also went to, in sixth grade, our parents had to pay $300. And that was a big deal for my parents because I did not have money. Yeah. But I will give it to my dad. Thank you, dad. He worked overtime so I could go. Mm -hmm. We went to environmental camp and it was up in Maine. Yes. Now you have to understand something though. Again, as a girl coming from poverty who's used to eating Swiss cake rolls and lots of garbage, and then you go to environmental camp and you eat plain cereal and plain chicken. I felt like I was at fat camp. <laughs> it was fun, like the outdoorsy part of it, but I will never forget we had this thing called the Waisto meter. Every time that we ate food in like the mess hall. Oh my god. And you would have to go and dump out whatever you wasted into like this bucket. So like I wasted a lot of food because I did not like anything there. Everything was just plain and boring. However, I just liked the concept of being at camp. So that's more or less what it was. Cause you know, you're at camp with you with your friends and we were I was twelve. So it's like right around that like pinnacle age of yes. like all that stuff. There was the boys' dorms and the girls' dorms and the boys' camps and the girls' camp and all that stuff. Oh, yeah. Totally. The Bible camp was not like that. And I'm sure your Bible camp was not like that. <laughs> it was it, – it, it had – it's fun, actually. We had a decent time. I went – It was fun. You know, it, yeah. yeah, there's tons of fun there. But um, 
fun involving Jesus. Not exactly the same. I think with in this particular kind of situation, it was more long term than just like a week for Solution Shorts, which is so funny because don't you remember? I think in the first episode, I think it's Michael's shorts that are like underwear that are hoisted on the flag. Yes. And just the embarrassment as a child that you would get from like these are my underwear hanging on the flag. You know what I mean? On the flagpole. I can't I, I can't imagine. I mean I'm sure that's that's happened more than once <laughs> to people. But I think that was like the fun like it was he kind of made the best of it, I feel like, or he was the whole show is salute your shorts. So even if it's right, you know, I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with that. I'm rambling. I'm sorry. <laughs> it makes the sh- it makes the show. It makes the it show. does. It does. And I think it's the embarrassment that that kids could probably relate to. You know, because I mean, I feel like they could probably find themselves in any one of these characters. Any like anyone that's you know, relatable. Um, again, they're pretty much the only consistent adult character was Ugg. <laughs> yep. And he always, he always looked a little doofy with the hat and the sunscreen on his nose, which I never understood that. I was like, why just your nose? Why just your nose, Ugg? That's because, well, see, I could tell you because lots of people used to do that. Because it's just... Back in the day, when you didn't want to sunburn your sunburn your nose, you just put like a little zinc oxide on your nose, not sunscreen, like back in like the fifties and stuff, because you'd burn the tip of your nose, and that's what people used to do. They just used to put it on their nose. I had no idea. So now I learned something today. So thank you for that. The more you know. So yeah, tell us what your favorite episode of Salute Your Shorts was. Send us a DM or something like that, and let us. Know. Yes, please do, and then we can. We could talk about it and watch it. Because that would always be good, too, if we, you know, you talked about an episode and we wanted to sit down and, like, dissect the episode and things that happened. Because then we can sit back and watch it and do the same, like, with you guys. Exactly. That would be a fun thing to do maybe on, like, a, maybe one day if we do a Discord or even, like, an Instagram watch, Instagram live. And, yeah, that would be fun. Anyway, we're getting ahead of ourselves. And let's talk about Pete and Pete, the adventures of Pete and Pete. Such a good theme song. First of all, uh, Hey Sandy by Polaris. Yes. It's just such a good song. I love it so much because it's that alt, alt rock sound that I just love so much. And the theme song itself is just so good. Like the way that it starts, the way that they like... Like, I was telling you how my husband, like, redid it for TikTok. I got to find it because he redoes it so well with, like, the lawnmower coming in and everything. <laughs> I feel like it's – as soon as you saw that start as a kid, like, for me, because I, I – Pete P was one of my favorite shows. I would get so excited. Just yes. so excited. Did he have – did he draw a uh, petunia tattoo on himself? He did! <laughs> That's the best. The petunia tattoo. Like, why would a seven-year-old have a tattoo? The world may never know. Um, I think, wasn't there... Wasn't it his older brother? I think it was his older brother, and it had something to do with his mom having the metal plate in her head. Yes. And she could get, like, radio stations. Yeah, something. I forget exactly. Like, she had some kind of brain injury or something, and I guess... And she was wacky because... Yeah, yeah, probably. Like, who gives a seven-year-old a freaking tattoo? But hey, 
makes him cool, I guess. I have a feeling that the demographic that pick that would choose Pete and Pete over like the rest of these options, you were probably like an alt rock kid, like in high school and in college. <laughs> You just like pinpointed me. <laughs> it's just such a quirky show. I feel so like quirky and ahead of its time for sure. It was. I feel like it was like a. It had, like, they said this in the in the Orange Years in the documentary. It was like kind of like Twin Peaks meets the Wonder Years, which is that's so perfect. Which makes a lot of sense because it was such a. It's so weird but it also really is endearing you know like you have the two peats one's a little bit more like crazy and wild and wacky and the other one's just kind of like i don't know if i want to grow up yet but i would still like to be i'd still like to be a kid and you know so you had the two like versions of pete but yeah they had like a ton of a ton of really great like musical performances and musical guests like Iggy Pop. Iggy Pop oh <laughs> made an appearance. I feel like I remember that episode now that you're saying it. Iggy Pop, believe it or not, made a lot of appearances in the 90s. Like, which is- apparently he really, really loved it. Um, Iggy Pop, uh, Michael Stripe from R.E.M., Oh, that's see that's awesome i gotta go back i really gotta sit back and watch the show yes again. i really do. yeah i think this one is def- uh this one is also on i think a lot of the shows that are on nickelodeon are going to be on paramount plus if they're not and i don't have it so I'm have um it, it might be on amazon who knows i don't know but again one of the things that i loved about the show that i told you about was um it was set in a town called wellsville which where i'm i grew up in a little town called wellsville in Ohio, um, like I didn't grow up there, but my dad lived there, so I spent a lot of my childhood in this town called Wellsville, and I just was like, okay. you know, you get excited when you hear your small town name <laughs> somewhere <laughs> as a kid. I think in general, come on, let's admit it. Anytime you ever hear like your town or city or whatever mentioned, you're like. Unless of course it's mentioned in like a bad way, then I'm like I don't I don't even I've never even heard of that place. Yeah. But I but I can tell you listen, I get it. It's like when the fighter came out and everybody was talking about Lowell. I was like, Hey, what's up everybody? Of of course until they were all like, Oh my god, look at how the people are from Lowell and I was like, Oh, well they're not like that anymore. <laughs> it's not the same. It's not the same, I swear. It's not the same like it was in the nineties, okay guys? Whoa, whoa, back up. And then like the Artie character, like the he was like kind of like an imaginary friend, but he was like the super strong guy. He kind of lo- looked a little weird. He was always running around in tight pants and, you know, uh, a striped shirt. So it kind of reminded you of like, where's Waldo? But <laughs> Very strong. Very strong. But he was like, yeah, he was like the world's strongest man. And he was like kind of like a figment of little Pete's imag- imagination. Um, and I remember that. And I remember even watching the show. And it made a couple parents uncomfortable, just the way that he was dressed with his tight pants. <laughs> it's just like, why is he wearing such tight pants? Do you remember that song from Jimmy Fallon, like, forever ago? That everybody's talking about my tight pants. I got my tight pants. <laughs> no. No. Oh, my God. But, you know, I feel like, you know, there must be a per. There's, like, a person in history each time where we go, huh, their pants are... 
particularly tight. <laughs> Example, David Bowie in The Labyrinth. David hmm. Even when I was young watching that movie, and when I rented it from Blockbuster, I was like five years old going, huh. Yeah, that's interesting. You always just wondered. It's it's got to be a sock, right? It's got to be. <laughs> but it's always it's looking a, at it's you. It's just like glaring at you. Double. It is. <laughs> Instead of his face, there will be like, there will be a time when we cover movies like Labyrinth, and I'm sure we can get more in details. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so the last the last show that we'll talk about today is Clarissa explains it all. Na 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 na. I loved this show. This one was Same. I think of all of these, obviously this one was my particular favorite just because she was a quirky, stylish, smart yes. girl with an annoying little brother. And I had an annoying little brother. <laughs> and the, the neat thing about this show was it kind of broke the mold in a sense that there's like a theory about like boys won't watch shows with a girl main character, but the person that was kind of like the head of Nickelodeon at the time, Jerry Laybourne, I think her name was, she was talking about in the orange years that she was like, I think boys like girls, but they don't like the shows that press on stereo- stereotypically quote unquote girly things right. that, and they aren't produced well. And that made a lot of sense to me because I know tons of boys that loved Clarissa Explains It All. Not just because... My husband well, being one of them. And not just because, you know, Melissa Joan Hart was an adorable, like, cutie pie and tons of boys right, had little yeah. crushes on her. But because they related to even what she was talking about. I mean, it touches on... The show touches on, you know, little crushes, but also dealing with school and weird parents and little siblings' responsibilities. Like, it's just... It just typical stuff. Typical stuff, and it wasn't. She wasn't the stereotypically girly, right? It wasn't about like, oh, Clarissa's going on her first date all the time, or she's getting ready for the prom. Like, that's not really exactly focused on, and not necessarily. And and it's not like those things are bad. It was like the the target audience is more widespread, Um, and I think everybody could relate to her in some kind of fashion. And so that was kind of neat to see, like, that a girl show could get the boys' attention. And also set a good example for girls as well. So going back, I was trying to do my, like, character analysis of all four shows, trying to think about, like, their characters, like Enneagram and their personality, like their MBTIs and their astrological big three. But it's it's so difficult. <laughs> As as a you know, as an adult now looking back on a kid's show and thinking about like their personality types and the episodes that I was able to watch of these, like they I feel like it just happened in a vacuum. So listen, don't come at me <laughs> when we go over this. Don't come Like we're coming for you. Yeah. Listen, okay. So with Hey Dude, I didn't do it for everybody. Um, I didn't do it for everybody, but I did do it for, I tried to do it for as many people as I could in the show. Do you remember the character, there, there was a girl named Brad in Hey Dude. Yes. Yeah, yes. She was, yes. yeah. She was like the main girl and she was like all, um, she like was like her and Ted kind of like were always like butting heads, but they were also like, 
I think you're kind of cute kind of thing, you know. I think I think she was probably an Enneagram 8, kind of like a leader, mover, shaker, got a lot done. Um, I think her MBTI was probably an ESTJ in that she was probably extroverted, sensing, thinking, and judging, meaning she's probably practical and realistic. And my guess is, this is, this is just me, as a Harry Potter fan, she was probably a Ravenclaw. I th- that sounds right. I feel like that sounds pretty accurate. Don't come at me. And I think that she was probably a Virgo, but probably had some kind of fire sign sun in an air rising. Air sign. And by the way, Bree's like an expert in this compared to me. I so I... <laughs> in comparison to me, not compared... Maybe, maybe in her head, not comparison to anybody else, but in comparison to me, it's like... Uh, I, I'm also learning here. I mean, uh, the as you notice, the only time I interjected was during Harry Potter. That now, when we hit that, I'm all for it. Everything else, all right. Uh, I'm also it's like class, so I'm gonna sit here and listen. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. Um, the other girl in the show, um, Melody, she was the fun, good, supportive friend. Kind of. She, this was was the Christine Taylor character. Yes. Um, so I would either say she was probably a six, an Enneagram six or an Enneagram two. Enneagram twos are just kind of like the supportive, like, I'll be there for you whenever you need me kind of friend. And as well as I think two uh, sixes can be like that as well. I think she was an, an extrovert as far as MBTI goes, like the Myers-Briggs typology inventory that I think she's an ESFJ. So extrovert sensing, feeling, and judging. Which essentially she's supportive, social, and loyal, which makes me think somewhere in her chart. I wrote down these three signs, but I don't know the order that they would be in. I think she's a Cancer, a Gemini, and somewhere in a Pisces as well. If you know anything about them, Cancers are like, they'll take care of you. They're kind of emotional. Geminis are just, they're kind of cerebral and smart. A little gossipy. They can be. <laughs> um, they have a. That's pretty accurate. I know a few Gem- Gemini's that are. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so here, yeah, that's the thing. It's like Gem- Gemini's don't always have the best reputation. Sometimes they can be stereotyped as like being two faced, and then Pisces can be like innocent and fun loving, but also pretty deep, and which makes sense for you because you're a, you're not only a pisces sun sign you're also a rising sign which you come off as a pisces which makes sense to me as well that sounds very accurate in <laughs> i i am a pisces in for good and to go, i'll go through this a little bit faster um danny i think was an enneagram nine but just because he was going he was so easygoing and he got along with everybody so well he is probably a ISTJ. He loves, he's pretty compassionate, but he also likes order and just trying to be a little bit responsible, but he didn't like conflict and he would just kind of go with the flow. Um, Ted, the main guy was a, probably an Enneagram three ENFJ, just because he was like very leadership. He liked being in positions of power and he was probably somewhere, he was probably a Gemini has some kind of Sagittarius in him, and I don't know what else, but that's my. Salute your shorts was diff was difficult because there are so many. There's it's such an ensemble cast, like, and it, I feel like there's the core characters. There's a lot of different core characters, but the girls were Dina, Zizi, and Telly. I I didn't get everything for everybody. Zizi was just like the nice, sweet girl that 
cared about nature and loved animals and helping her friends. And so I think she was probably an Enneagram type too. Probably has a lot of like Aquarius placements in her where she's just kind of like free thinking. And she was very much like an, like she's kind of like an activist almost. There was like an episode that I watched where she was singing about like the environment and she's like, it's your fault. You did this with oil spills and all this fun stuff. So she's like, you know, it started, it started young for some people. I was going to say in the 90s, I feel like that kind of earth, saving the earth, the recycling, the big, you know, green and all that stuff. And just that I remember Nickelodeon being very big about recycling and stuff like that, like showing the big earth and stuff. So that doesn't surprise me that that's kind of an episode that they would put in because I feel like they were kind of leading that in the 90s about starting to like care about the earth a bit more and things like that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and it makes sense. I mean, like, heck, if we only listened, or if more of us listened, you know? <laughs> but Nick, he was the bad boy. He kind of just, revol- like, evolves eventually into, like, some kind of, like, like kind of jerk sometimes, like, throughout the show. Um, I think he is an Enneagram 4, and I know Enneagram 4s are probably going to come at me, but I think he just wanted to feel special. And I think that's, that's like, the, the goal of an Enneagram 4 is to to be unique, but also be recognized for it. Um, he probably had some water signs in him. Donkey lips. I couldn't, I couldn't figure him out yet. I couldn't figure him out. Telly, Telly was the tomboy. Um, and she liked being outside and being active and like doing things. And probably, I think she was probably an Enneagram three. So do you remember the Zeke, the plumber episode, by the way? You know what's funny? It was the first episode that showed up when I looked up. I think because I think uh, tons of people remember that one because I think that one was like, yeah, it was kind of like the "Are You Afraid of the Dark" episode um, because it was kind of creepy and weird. Uh, yeah. it, but it was it was just like they were having nightmares of this plumber. Weird, you know? It's weird. Salute your shorts. So it sounds it sounds like Nickelodeon though. It's weird. It. Oh. The last couple episodes, or the last couple things I want to talk about with Pete and Pete and Clarissa. Um, I didn't realize this, but J.K. Simmons is in Adventures of Pete and Pete. He's he like one of the episodes I think in season three. Um, and actually, at the end of the episode, which I watched, <laughs> it makes it like they were. He was talking so much that he kind of made made him look like Roger Klotz, like with the hair, <laughs> like. It was so weird, kind of bald in the back, but like that flowing red lock in the front. Thing, thing. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, obviously, you folks can't see what we're doing with our hands, but we're doing like we're flopping it. It's a foff. It's off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll put a picture up on our Instagram of us. <laughs> Roger Klotz. <laughs> Wait, don't move. <laughs> I'll put it up and then you'll see what we're doing. (laughs) Exactly. Um, What was I going to say? With uh, Little Pete, I think he's, he actually has, I feel like, a soft, like, emotional center. So I think he's probably a Cancer, probably has a Capricorn and a Sagittarius in him. I feel like he's, like, kind of, like, he's a little bit of everything, I think. He's an extrovert. I think he's an ESFJ. Uh, Big Pete is a little bit more practical, probably an introvert. I think he's probably like an Enneagram five, maybe with a six wing, which if you don't know what that is, it's just like kind of like 
A five is like very studious and they like a lot of, they like a lot of information. And with like, you can tie, kind of tap into your six or four wing if you are in certain situations. And six, like if you have a six wing, you might neglect a little bit of your responsibility sometimes. Um, so he's probably an introvert, uh, intuitive thinking and perceiving. So I think he's an INTP. And then Clarissa was, I think she's probably either an Enneagram four with a strong wing five or an Enneagram five with a strong four wing, depending on what her motivation is. It's okay. She, <laughs> I think she's just probably, she's just quirky and interesting and she likes standing out. You know what I mean? Um, so, which makes me think, I think she's probably somewhere, she probably has some Pisces, Sagittarius and Aquarius placements in her. And I think she's optimistic and fun and energetic, but she's also spontaneous. She's also like rational. She's not just spontaneous without thinking it through, I think. And Ferguson was just like the annoying little little brother. And he wanted the recognition and the power and stuff. Because I think there was like an episode where he was like running for student body president or something like that. He was running for something. And I think that's a very earth sign, Virgo, Capricorn kind of thing. Sam, however, Sam with the best friend. I loved, I loved Sam However, I wasn't always allowed to watch. This is a side note. I wasn't always allowed to watch Clarissa Explains It All because the way that he just came in through the bedroom window, like, whenever he wanted. You know? That was your parents' issue with the show. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what, I mean which it, it makes sense. I get it. I get it. I get it. I, get it. I, don't think I, I don't think I thought twice about it, nor do I think my parents did. I think it was just, like, I knew that wasn't. I don't even think, like I, there was, who does that? They were they were best friends, and there was nothing weird or romantic about their relationship. But I think he's more like the fun loving type. So he was probably an Enneagram seven, and he probably had some fire sign placements. But I think it's very interesting because I think, especially with Pete and Pete, it did kind of. I mean, I guess they all kind of touched on friends and like attraction to the opposite sex or having crushes, yada, yada. But like with Big Pete and his friend, Ellen, do you remember Ellen? Yes. And I think at the end, I think they kind of get together. But with Clarissa, I don't think that ever happened with Sam. It was just, they were just good friends, you know, which yep. probably, you know, I think it's, it's good to show the kids that that can be a thing. Boys and girls can be friends. So uh, this episode was a little bit longer, but anyway, please feel free to DM us or email us your favorite memories of watching these shows that we talked about. Interact with us on social media. We're going to make our TikTok today, probably the same, the Retrospects podcast on TikTok. We have our, that's our Instagram, the Retrospects podcast. And our email is the retrospects podcast, all one word at gmail.com. So please feel free to email us with your messages or whatever. If you want to rate questions, comments, compliments, you want to tell us how awesome we are, please do it. Please do. However, before you rate us on the platform that you are listening to us on, please give us a fair share because we're still trying to uh, figure this out. We're not going to be perfect. We're getting there. Anything else you want to share with us, Erica? Um, I mean, I feel like you definitely hit it with all of those like four sets of shows. I think it was a good thing to talk about because again, like, you know, like with Clarissa Explains It All and Pete and Pete and all of them, you know, they were really those, for me, the first kind of shows like growing up that, like you said, showed me an example of friendship 
and all of those kind of things. Because, you know, prior to that, it was kind of like, what did we really have to show yeah, us? Exactly. I, I, I think you summed it all up beautifully. Yeah, thank you very much, guys. Um, we hope that you enjoyed this. Come chat with us next week because i think we're going to be talking about nicktoons which <laughs> it's going to be great it's going to be great we're going to be talking about it's gonna so be great things, so many things and there's so many you know what and there's so many other shows that we didn't even get to talk about hold on let me see here one of the shows that i <laughs> i was thinking about was freaking wienerville do you remember that show I do. I remember uh, again, fever dream, fever dream show that I remember bits and pieces of because my friend and I were just talking about it the other day, actually. And I'm like, oh my god, I remember bits and pieces of that show. <laughs> yeah, like I remember like liking it, but also being kind of creeped out by it as well. Um, it, it was weird. The do you remember space cases? I remember space cases, and that was a weird one. So when I was before we started recording, I was like going through the list of all the different shows, and it sounds familiar. There were a lot of names that like sound very familiar. That again, if I think I sat down and either like saw a clip or whatever, I'd be like, yes, 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 I remember that, 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 that. Yes, that. I mean, there's so there's so many, and yes, we're just scratching the surface, but. I think hitting like the big ones is a good idea for now. And heck, if you want to share with us some stuff, we'll gladly read it. So yeah, thank you guys. We appreciate you. And we hope you have a marvelous day. Come back and see us next time. Until then. That's all, folks. TTFN. Ta-ta for now. Ta-ta for now. <laughs> <laughs> all right.